0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's Gridiron Zero history. That's
1: what you've chosen.
0: It's episode 68. It's a big one. The big game. The uh
1: is on this upcoming Sunday. You just threw all the money that we've ever made in this podcast <laughs> right in the trash. Just whispering that all, in the mic.
0: Yeah, all the negative. We are money.
1: not allowed to say the S bowl. <laughs> the S B. We're not allowed to say it. The big game is this Sunday, and we are here to get you
0: ready for it. Uh, We're going to start out with some off news about the big game, and we're going to talk about the coaching carousel. We're going to fill you in on what's happening so far. You're getting bombarded with bullshit Pro Bowl media. You're getting bombarded with the Kelsey Bowl mania. Uh, We're here to reel you back in and get you caught up on what's going on inside the NFL. Then we're going to do follow the money. Follow the money. Is a big one this week, obviously. Uh, we give our picks out for the Super Bowl. Uh, be sure to listen to last week's for the prop picks. This week is for the game picks.
1: Uh, can, I, can I just say I'm feeling a lot better? Interject,
0: of the- Al, please.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling better about the prop picks than I'm feeling about these picks. Really? Okay. But, yeah. But, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um,
0: and then, obviously, we rounded what,
1: what, out. What a, what a tee up for, for the listener. Like, hey, you know what? I think last week's was a little better, a little more strong. But still oh, listen to So this week. Hold on. I'm
0: sorry. Are you saying the segment in general or the picks? In my general? picks, anyways. Okay, yeah, your picks. My okay, picks, anyways. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen to them both. I mean, honestly. Well, oh, yeah. Definitely them some both. good stuff. Uh, and then finally, uh, I just came up with a new segment name. It's the Lions riff off of the week. Um, I, yeah. After saying it out loud and seeing your face kind of cringe like that, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's good. Um, we kind I of just. We riff through our Lions segment, uh, as we do in the off season. Talk about Amon in the Super Bowl uh, – Pro Bowl, excuse me. Um, Bleed that out. Uh, Dre Bly and Scott Montgomery being hired, and uh, we talk a little bit about the draft, a little bit about free agency with the Lions, and uh, that is where the riffing uh, comes from. So, uh, And as always, uh, be sure to listen to the very end of the episode, the outro. Uh, it's the longest outro ever made.
1: But, uh, it's the longest intro ever made. All right, let's cool the Jets there, Al. <laughs> uh,
0: first ever double lock of the week, double lock of the week. we got two locks for you uh, in this upcoming Super Bowl. And then uh, we also have a, a fun little surprise game there at the end uh, that you should listen to as well. Uh, Al, uh, input. Shut up. Okay, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's
1: really, it's really bad.
0: I don't know what caused him to post that. Uh, I understand him tagging Gronk and Edelman in there, but
1: that's did, even weirder. It
0: looked like an AI rendering of him. Like mm. the didn't even look like him when I first saw it, because he looks so skinny in it. Like yeah. he looks like a fucking twig man.
1: Well, I um, saw like, like I a... know that
0: Brady's never been buff, but like, I was like.
1: Who is that? He looked noticeably more twiggy this year, I think I saw like him doing uh, an interview with with Colin Coward, and it was like he's already kind of put a little bit back on, like like in a good way. Like I don't know, something was going on, but yeah, that's a bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre p- picture to post on Twitter.
0: Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we're obviously talking about Tom Brady, um, who seems to be just going off the deep end uh, since he retired for the second time now
1: um i'm glad he at least made it like he's like i'm gonna keep it short and i'm not gonna belabor the point unlike he
0: actually got to announce it this time yeah that's pretty nice
1: unlike by the way another individual who's in a similar predicament who uh on the pat mcafee show informed us all that he's going in a darkness retreat for four days (laughs) to to mull over his decision so yeah
0: for four days so you have you, you have both
1: ends of the spectrum uh I, I support Brady's. You know who's on that.
0: Uh, really getting overshadowed in all of this too is JJ Watt.
1: You probably, probably, well, he Rightfully ended Rightfully
0: so, right? Because it's like Tom Brady's obviously probably the biggest name in football history, right? Yeah. Uh, Rodgers is a uh, polarizing character in the NFL, one of the most talked about people, both in and outside of the NFL. So, uh, kind of rightfully so, but J.J. Watt, I feel like there would be, like, times during this uh, season where people were, you know, he was, uh, like, media accounts were trying to push his, you know, it's the farewell tour for J.J. Watt's last game as an Arizona Cardinal. Well, he,
1: I mean, he made that announcement very late in the year. And then, like, also, I mean... Does the Boy Scout, like, I mean, he's kind of just one of those guys who's, like, put my head down at work kind of guys. He's not like Aaron Rodgers where I'm going to go on an ayahuasca trip and then, yeah. you know, have vaccine debates with the with the media. Like, right. he's I mean, just he's yeah. just a guy who's like, I'm just going to go to work. And he, There's sadly, the end of his career wasn't as productive by a long shot at the the, at the beginning of his career. Not There's a bad, couple
0: factors that went into it, right? Yeah. You know, like what you touched on. He's a tad bit washed now, right? Yeah. Uh that's fair. To Productive
1: say. though. He's like not he's, he's not, not a bomb. He's, unproductive,
0: he's, but yeah, he's nowhere near where he was a couple of years ago when he was the NFL's sweetheart, you know, the darling of the NFL. Uh and the other, you know, little thing that went along with it was the Cardinals sucked this year. I was
1: gonna mention that too. They were nobody nobody wanted to
0: watch them. So Except that, for the Blau
1: Hards wanted to watch David Blau. Yeah. Uh
0: so yeah. Um What an opening. What an opening. We did a, a little bit of a cold opening today. Because uh, we haven't done one of those in a while, but um, let's go ahead. Let's get into uh, some of the coaching carousel, some of the updates that we had around the NFL, and uh, we'll obviously start out with the most juicy one on the board. L. Uh, the Saints are receiving uh, the Broncos' 2023 first-round pick, a uh, 24 second-round pick, and then a future third in returns to uh, sign Sean Payton as their head coach. Uh, they've
1: already paid him. Let me let me get that again. That was very loud.
0: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh they've already paid him a, a bag apparently. The details have not come out on that. But um speculation
1: is is 18 to 19 million a year.
0: Uh we don't have a speculation on how many years?
1: I, no, I don't think so, but Yeah. Probably probably, that's a lot probably, of money. F- probably 4 to 6.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. About that range. Uh a lot of money. Um what do you think of it?
1: I'm surprised this was the destination, to be honest, uh, because they—they're definitely. I guess of all the vacancies, that on paper they're really the most ready to to go win a Super Bowl. I
0: was going to say I think this is but, a great hire,
1: but Russell Wilson was was cataclysmically terrible.
0: Played a lot better in the last two games without a hack, Hackett. There,
1: I'm not play is part of it. I mean, the situation is is. Also kind of radioactive, I feel like a little bit like the way that he was um, the adversity that he faced year one as a Bronco and the way that his teammates uh, were not vibing with Russ uh, and the way the fan base is not vibing with Russ, like I'm surprised that and they're locked in on him like they're they're locked into that for the next couple of years. So, like, I'm surprised that. Of the situations, like that's the one that seemed the most attractive to him because, like, he could have had any offer he wanted, like, he could have gone to any of the vacant teams and he probably could have muscled his way into teams that already have a head coach if he really wanted to. True. Um, so it was surprising to me, but I guess now that I'm kind of like mulling it over, it it makes sense. Uh, because they are probably the most ready to go win right now, and if there's anyone who can fix. Russell Wilson, and what a great challenge for him too to go go and do that. Uh, it's probably going to be him. But I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna word vomit a lot at you right here. Okay. okay. Um, to uh, counter or play devil's advocate on the Russell Wilson aspect, um, Russell was Russell uh, before he got to Denver, right? He was Russell in Seattle. He was corny. He was not a great teammate. None of that came out until. He left and started being dog shit.
1: Uh, Asterix on that because he was a he was goofy Russ in Seattle, but they put up with it, exactly. and it was known within the Seattle fan base and organization and team that he was he was corny and he was Russ. Like You're the...
0: segueing perfectly into my next point. Winning cures all, right? Right. Yeah. If they win games, all that goes away. Nobody gives a shit, right? He did it for years in Seattle. So, uh, Sean Payton coming in with uh, arguably the best defense in the NFL.
1: You Uh, you really love to champion that argument.
0: What, that's the best defense? I've heard you say that
1: on this podcast quite a few times.
0: Yeah, because it's true. That is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Fuck your life, bing bang. It's easily top five, arguably top three, and probably could be top one, honestly. Uh, I mean, like just look at the look at the uh stat that they had through eleven or twelve games where they would have been, you know, eight and four, nine and three if the team, uh the offense just put up like
1: 14 points or something like that. Yeah, all their games were pretty low scoring. Yeah. So uh
0: one of the best defenses, three great wide receivers, some serviceable running backs, a quarterback who could have a bounce back year. I think that Russ, especially after seeing what the offense was able to put up without Hackett running the show, I think that that offense is capable of doing something. Their biggest issue being the offensive line and Russ going to have to be getting rid of the ball quickly and the run game is probably going to suffer a little bit from that too. But I think it's a great hire. It's a Super Bowl head coach. This is a Super Bowl aspiration type team. I think the biggest worry is, has the game passed Sean Payton?
1: No, I don't think that's Too much of a concern. I don't know.
0: You don't think so? I mean, because I think
1: he's. I think he's been out one year. Yeah, I think he's. He's. I believe he's sixty-one. You know, I I think he's like. I think he's in that that Andy Reid, like like yeah, kind of like. I don't think he's as prestigious as Mm -hmm. Andy Reid because Andy Reid has uh, been to multiple Super Bowls. Uh, coached with two different very, very good NFL teams in his yeah. career for a long time, consistently. Um, but Sean Payton is like he's right on the cusp of being that. So like I think he could be one of the great ones. And if like if it goes right here, which maybe it will, uh, he could be one of the great ones. So I don't I don't discount that part of it as much. And I think when you saw him on all the Fox, you know, pre games and broadcasts, he seemed pretty plugged in and well-spoken about, you know, the current league. Uh, another another thing we could get into talking about is how uh, Tony Romo is currently being flamed for not, uh, yeah. not not being dialed in on current day NFL. But, um, anywho, yeah. So that's the first first domino to fall. Or not really the first domino, I guess. The first domino was Frank Reich.
0: Frank Reich, the California, so former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts who got fired midway through his past season, is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers,
1: can, can I can I tell you something about this? You go right ahead. Similar, like you really like the Sean Payton hire. Yeah. I love this hire. I think this is a great hire. Uh, I did not even know that uh, he was the first franchise quarterback of the Panthers. That's funny. Didn't know that. I did not know that either. Um, but like, I think it really just comes back to his his time when he first got to Indy. Like, when he had Andrew Luck for that one little sliver of time, they were in the playoffs. Andrew God, Luck was been, a was a monster that year. He had a great year. It was his last year of his career. did
0: you even know that Frank Reich has been in Indianapolis that long. It
1: was that one year, and then Luck retired the following year. But Luck's numbers were some of his best, and the team was looking like they were setting themselves up to be dominant for, like, going forward. And then the quarterback fell apart. But you still had flashes like of like even with Philip Rivers they were decent. Say what you want about Carson Wentz, but they were still a decent team and like defensively they were they were really good.
0: They had their moments.
1: Offensively, I think they started to figure it out with Jonathan Taylor, and obviously it all fell apart this year. Uh, but like, you, look at like the the way that he was that he was canned from Indy. It was like a ma- was, like a manic like owner who's like start Sam Ellinger, you know. Like, uh, don't start Matt Ryan. Like, uh, do that. Like, he's like he's getting involved in it, and it's like it's very clear that that's what was going on. And like, how else are you supposed to deal with that? And like, yeah. they they lose, shocker, and he gets fired prematurely, and they replace him with Jeff Saturday. So I have no, I have no reservations that they know what they're doing, and that Frank Reich was the problem. Uh, Frank Reich has been a pretty good coach in his career, and even in Philly, he was good. Like. I think I think this is like exactly the same kind of vibe as the Jags hiring Doug Peterson this mm. last year. They're like, let's just get an adult in the room who like knows what the fuck they're doing. He's solid, like he he's had like glimmers of like being elite, like really good. There's been there's been parts of his career where it's like this guy could be special and he's kind of getting a second chance. So like the Panthers now, they they kind of have a good roster. Like we've talked about all year, how they were kind of a surprising team that was like we didn't know what they were going to be, and they kind of proved to be that. As soon as Steve Wilkes took over, like they had an identity on defense, good run game, better quarterback play. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to be the answer there for much longer. But as soon as they f- figure out their quarterback and and get offense moving a little bit better, I think they could be marginally better pretty quickly.
0: Well, it it would be very beneficial for them to get marginally better pretty quickly because that division is now wide open. Obviously, um, I agree. I think Frank Reich is a is a good hire. Um, I think the biggest thing though is that uh, Carolina is going to have to go find a quarterback. Uh, which
1: I, if I were them, um, I would be. I'd be first in line uh, for a Derek Carr. Yeah. Or a Jimmy Garoppolo. And then I would draft somebody and like, I wouldn't leave any stones unturned. I don't think there are probably another on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. I don't know if that's, or if it's even a sweepstakes at this point, who knows, but yeah, man, I, I, if I would just plug in a guy like that and then be ready to go for the next like two, three years here and develop somebody, I think you, you got a winner.
0: Yeah. I, uh, because I, I, the reason I say like I, I do think that they could be one quarterback away from at least making the playoffs.
1: They could win that division hands yeah. down. Yeah,
0: already absolutely. they could do it. Um, and but you know, like you said, Frank Reich's best season was when he had Andrew Luck. Anything after that, Philip Rivers, good quarterback, was at the end of his career, first round exit. Carson Wentz trying to bounce back, didn't get there so much. They had but glances, the, st- the stats but- were
1: were decent with both of them. Like yeah, they were ahead. both statistically pretty good, and the winning record was good. They weren't clutch at all because Wentz infamously lost the Jags, didn't get the postseason. Right. Rivers got bounced in the first round by the Bills. Like obviously the clutch factor wasn't there, but like Frank Reich coaching those dudes up, I think that's very real. I think. Yeah,
0: I mean it could be Matt Ryan obviously backfired.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. Obviously. I'm not even looking to. Yeah. Count, count this season. Can't defend that. No, you really can't. No. So.
0: Um, all right. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I think Frank Reich would be a, a great hire, or is a great hire for Carolina. The last one we had on the list was uh, D'Amico Ryan's uh, 49ers defensive coordinator is now the head coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, what do you think? What do you think?
1: Well, I feel like I hogged the mic for a lot of the last one, so I'll let you I'll okay. let you open up, and I'll chime in.
0: Uh. I don't know what to make of this, uh, whether it's heads or tails. Um, D'Amico Ryan seems like a, he would be a, a good head coach. The 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, Robert Sala, the one before D'Amico Ryan, seems to be getting his head above water with the Jets, which uh, is an extremely tough thing to do. But uh,
1: <laughs> They looked a hell of a lot of the old, same old Jets last, yeah. at the end of last year by the time They the had their over. moments, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they started out pretty hot. And the defense looks like it's getting a lot better in, in New York as well. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see uh, general manager wise, like what they end up doing. They could be good in a couple of years. They really could. They have a lot of draft capital now with this, uh, dealing to Sean Watson. They could. They have the second overall pick. Yeah, yeah. Bears uh point. So they could get a franchise quarterback this year, whether it's J or not JT Barrett. Who the hell's oh the, the, hell the guy from Ohio State? They all, they all, Stroud. Stroud. They all just, G-T they all got Barrett. two, two letters as their first name, and then just some odd
1: last name. Stroud, Barrett, spire so They're all, they're all interchangeable, in my opinion. I love so, how all those references from like 2009 to like yeah. 2011, but <laughs>
0: they're all the same. Uh, but
1: I, I, I will chime in with my thoughts on this real quick. Uh, I think, I think. Uh, this one i i from the deep diving i've been doing on the on the texans like fan base and their reactions to this they're over the moon about it they they are very happy with the hire i can see why he's been really good as the dc for the niners and the sacred shanahan coaching tree uh bears uh bears good fruit continues to grow yeah as we as we've seen so like my thing with this is that i I don't think he'll be. I don't think there's any problems with him as a coach. I think the problems are with the organization still. Yeah. So I don't. I don't trust this organization to draft well. I don't trust them to like have a good free agency. Figure out a quarterback situation. Like even if you take C.J. Stroud or whoever. Like by the way, not even a big fan of him or uh, the other guy, Bryce Young. Like, Bryce
0: Young. That's I couldn't remember his name either.
1: Like I don't know, I just don't. I don't trust this team to turn things around. So he's got to, to be a pretty extraordinary head coach to do that. Uh, and I still think it's crazy to think that we're going to be watching a like a fourth or fifth consecutive year of just a awful Texans product. It's not going to be good next year. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like might be better than this year, but be than they have number year. two overall pick and and pretty damn close to it the year before. I mean, they're not. Yeah. I think they're a mess still. I think they are starting to go in the right direction, but like, you also—it's your third coach in three years.
0: Yeah. So like, let's Let's not let's not bury that lead. At least two years.
1: I think I think hiring him. I think like the last two hires they've had, they felt very like uh, okay, like they're kind of just like getting a front man, like someone to just kind of trying to get somebody. Yeah, somebody to do the job, (laughs) and then this one feels more like we have a vision with this guy. This is what we think this team could be. So like seeing that, I'm kind of like, okay, like maybe there's something here, but, but uh, I still think they're a mess. So I don't have a whole lot of optimistic outlooks on it, but hopefully I'm wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the hire. I think that is a very, like, we have a vision now kind of hire. They have a lot of draft capital. They have the number two overall pick this year in, in a class where it seems there's maybe two, three quarterbacks. So I would imagine they're going to use one and stop starting Davis Mills.
1: I know we are going to get all into it, you know, after this show. But, like, it's going to be a spicy first overall pick with Indy needing a quarterback and Houston being number two and Bears being number one. Maybe the Colts leapfrog into that number one. Bears don't really need a quarterback, so they could trade back and get a bag could be pretty saucy. I don't know. Could be. Could be.
0: Um, all right. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much it for head coaches at the moment. There's a couple more vacancies, including Indianapolis and Arizona. So we'll wait and see uh, what, ends up, what ends up happening with those.
1: Two two quick coordinator notes, just cliff notes. Uh, Brian Flores, yep. defensive coordinator now of the Minnesota Vikings.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Uh, he was in the running for the Arizona job. Yeah. Uh, as was Aaron Glenn, yep. who is now uh, back with Detroit officially, I believe. So I don't know
0: if it's official. I think they're okay. still kind of going through the interview process. with uh, yeah, him. him, th- Andy, I think he's going through the interview process with Indy as well.
1: Okay, well, I, I thought in Arizona I saw that that's a no-go. I could be wrong. So, you could be right. Who knows? Indy might still be out there. and Obviously, I mean, if I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to say Jeff Saturday is going to remain the coach. I don't know. That's my. That would be really interesting speculation.
0: Uh, you had another OC or DC? No, that's.
1: I mean, there there are more moves, but those are really the two biggest notable ones for this podcast. I feel like. Uh I
0: feel like you only named one. What was the Flores other? and Glenn? That's really all we need oh, to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about another move. Um
1: I, d- I did want to mention. I know we're if we're done with coaching stuff. I just wanted to. Talk about one quick thing. I actually
0: wanted to throw some uh, some coordinator talk out there as well.
1: Okay. Okay. We'll do that. And then I have one other th- talking point we need to hit on this show because by the time we record I, next show, it could be a very different landscape.
0: I uh, so. also have another talking point after your talking point.
1: Wow. This is a lot of talking. All yeah. right.
0: Um, yeah. Kellen Moore to Los oh. Angeles.
1: Yeah. Okay. Didn't That's pretty that. interesting. Very.
0: Um, I'm sure that... Uh, that offense will be looking a lot, I don't know, different. I don't I don't want to say better, but I think it could be. Um,
1: it needs it's to better be. than
0: Joe Lombardi. It needs I'll to be that. better than it's been. The other one I wanted to point out was, uh, I think his name is Brian Schottenheimer, uh, who is going to Dallas. And I just saw a really funny tweet um, a couple of days ago, but it was just basically showing uh, his career and, like, Everywhere that he went, there was just like a little note and it was like, yeah, no, the offenses were uh the offense was absolute dog shit the entire time he was here. So that's really funny to me, and I'm really excited to see Dallas's offense next year. Well McCarthy's
1: calling the play, so he's just gonna be a filling guy. I mean
0: he's gonna he's gonna be
1: doing something.
0: Yeah. Right? And so we'll we'll have to wait and see. I think he spent like three years at uh St. Louis when they were still in St. Louis, the Rams and it was like 28th, 31st, 32nd finishes
1: in offense. That's like a who do you know.
0: It hire. could be. Like like, how, really could like be. how
1: Ben McAdoo was hired this last year for the Panthers. Yeah. Like, like give me a break.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, so your talking point.
1: Uh, well, I will say there's one more coordinator who's kind of interesting. Nathaniel Hackett did get a job. Oh, yeah. No, that's now the crazy. Jets OC.
0: That's absolutely asinine, which, in my opinion. Which
1: is uh, uh, all the people are – connecting threads that that's a oh bring Aaron Rodgers Rogers, Rogers uh, move uh, so we'll see about that but no the the time sensitive thing I wanted to touch on real quick is Derek Carr uh because oh, you think
0: something could happen yes because well, can anything happen
1: yes because this is this is why I believe it's next Wednesday his cap charge for his next year in his contract will officially be set into motion so the raiders will be locked in to owing him like 40 million dollars and if they can't prematurely agree to a trade kind of how they did with stafford and and goff like before the season was over a deal was in place it wasn't officially made until after the super you know when the deadline was like lifted but it was it was in you know it was set to be so like they Teams are doing this shit now. Which why do we even have the deadline if, if this is what's going on? But the why it's important is because if if the Raiders can't find a trade partner for Derek Carr because someone doesn't want to pull you know pull the trigger on making a trade because like look how it's gone for Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, like it's had right, its flaws. Right. Stafford was a good story, but it's had its flaws. That might
0: be the exception,
1: and and now it's not even looking too good on no, that front either. No, so. <laughs> So a lot of teams might be a little more skittish on wanting to do a trade for Carr. So what would happen by next week is the Raiders would just straight up cut him because they don't want to pay him that contract that next year. So he'll I mean, be you
0: still have to pay him a little bit, right? He they probably have to, has some they're paying money, for,
1: probably. I don't know all yeah. the minutia on it, but that's the big one to watch. Is that like there's a big guarantee of like forty something million that they'll have to pay him if they don't get rid of him. By, you know, And if they set up a trade, it's the next team's problem, right. not their problem. So, like, I think he's just going to get cut straight up because I, I don't think people want to get burned again. I don't think people want to throw away or invest, uh, however you want to look at it, mm. multiple high picks. On him, unless you're really desperate, like the Jets or something, and, and then, I don't know, is he
0: still worth multiple high picks at this point? That's that's the question right. to ask. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
1: so I I think he'll just end up being cut, and then he'll dealer's choice just be able to go where he wants and sign a deal. Maybe he signs a a shorter deal, and or maybe gets a Kirk Cousins style kind of thing where it's like a, a pretty sizable deal. And yeah. so who knows? It, it, I think it's we're going to see something happen on this, like pretty quick here and if he does just get cut i would anticipate him choosing a team uh probably would take a couple of weeks yeah i would guess i think he's already talked to new orleans i saw that there was a oh that'd be interesting i um, don't know
0: how the hell they would afford him
1: he's allowed to like talk to people because he has a no trade clause so he has to agree to the destination also by the way
0: oh good for him
1: so um he's talked to them already but i haven't seen any other you know contenders so Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting situation it's not often you see just like a straight up like above average starter with fuel in the tank just kind of like might just get cut there Yeah. yeah and he's just gone for nothing
0: yeah well that's a good point Al. that's a good that's a good little topic to bring up we'll have to keep an eye on that uh my other talking point was uh what'd you think of the pro bowl this year
1: uh that's not good enough I don't really have anything to say on it. Did know. you watch it? I I was I went to for all of our Michi- Michigan listeners, which is probably everybody at this point. Uh, went to Frankenmuth for the weekend or for that day, and uh, I watched it. uh um, now, I'm trying
0: to allude to something. Did you watch it? Yes or no? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna. I'm getting there. I'm getting just there. Say
0: no, and I'll say me neither. Let's move on to follow the money. Well,
1: that's you kind of just yeah. It, I so. know. <laughs> well, I was so like I was, to get I was like at the eighty-five percent. Finishing that up, and then you just you, you don't. I came in right
0: in. I came right in. I don't want to waste any more of our. I watched like
1: three time. seconds from the TVs at the bar.
0: Did you watch like the skills competition or? I don't the, know what I was game. watching.
1: I saw, I saw, I saw Derek Carr throwing a football onto a trampoline, and like I, I don't even know what the fuck I was watching. So <laughs> I just, I just looked away in, in order looked away in shame. Yeah. All right, let's do follow the money. <laughs>
0: Okay, follow the money. I'm not going to say the year-to-date stuff because I said it in the last week's episode and nothing has changed since then. Uh, reminder, we have some prop picks out, so if uh, you should go listen to that episode uh, to get the prop picks. This episode is brought to you by the Super Bowl, um, which I, I don't even think we can legally say uh, because the NFL has a hold on that. So,
1: um, Oh, yeah, we can't call the Super Bowl. Right. But so, I, so you have to bleep all that out because you're editing this, over this week, so good luck with that.
0: Yeah, sorry, NFL. The, uh, big, the big game. I'm bleeping it. KC um, uh, is technically the away team here, even though it's a neutral site field, uh, are the underdogs. The money line for KC is plus 105. Philadelphia is minus one, of, uh, minus one and a half, uh, and the over-under is at 51. Al, we kind of alluded to your pick last week. He had a prop pick that involved the winning team, but we didn't want to say it because we wanted to save it for this week. I'm going to make a general assumption and say that every single listener of this show has been on the edge of their seat since they listened to that last episode and has been dying to hear who is Al taking in the Super Bowl. I'm so excited! Uh,
1: Well, I'll just say that that bet that I was going to make, I'm glad I wasn't allowed to make it then because uh, I wouldn't make it now.
0: Oh, have you flip-flopped?
1: Well, I flip-flopped on that specific bet because the, oh. the parameters of the bet were win the coin toss and win, and the, game. win the game. But there's been a little bit of a uh, trend a trend of the fact that the last 10 or so Super Bowls coin toss winners have gone to win the Super Bowl. Now I feel like it's jinxed. Uh, even no, 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 no,
0: coin toss winners have gone on to lose the Super Bowl.
1: No, it's the opposite. No,
0: it's the opposite of what you're saying. Mm. Please hold, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have to do a quick little, uh, quick little Google
1: search. Well, anywho, my my pick was going to be the Kansas City Chiefs winning the coin toss and then proceeding to win win the Super Bowl. Sorry, the big game. We're gonna do a lot of bleeping. <laughs> you don't.
0: This. You, like, the NFL is not gonna strike our podcast down, Al.
1: The big game. I'm calling the big game. Oh,
0: shit. This is a fucking video. Why are things so difficult on the internet now? Me and my old age. (laughs) Coin toss results. Toss. Oh, stinky. So, hell, you were saying the coin toss winner has gone on to win. That's my Um, understanding. The Chiefs won the coin toss last year. They lost. Wait, what?
1: Yeah, it couldn't have been last year. All
0: right, so that was uh, against the Bucks. This is not including last year. Uh, the 49ers won it the year before they lost. The Rams won it the year before they lost. The Patriots won it the year before they lost. The Falcons won it the year before they lost. The Panthers won it the year before they lost. The Seahawks won it before that year they lost. Uh, the Seahawks uh, won it that year and then actually won on went on to win the Super Bowl. So uh, that's the last seven uh, of eight, I think. Um, of teams that have won the coin toss and then gone on to lose.
1: Well, then forget everything I was saying, and I Go am going to take that. I am going to take that bet: the Kansas City Chiefs winning the coin toss and then proceeding to win the Super Bowl. I do like the Chiefs in this game, not purely because they're an underdog, uh, but I just feel like Mahomes is due for his second one. I think this game is a huge game for Andy Reid. Uh, I think the Eagles are a little, no pun intended, a little bit green in this area right now. I just think that they're, Mm -hmm. I think they're a great team. I think that they're a really good team. Uh, But let's be honest, the Niners game was kind of a joke. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Giants, very flawed. Yeah. And they've had a lot of cupcakes this year. And the Chiefs are going to give them everything they got.
0: Battle tested.
1: And I think. A lot of
0: Super Bowl experience.
1: Like, I think Philly is super solid. I think they're really good in this. I don't think this will be a blowout Tampa Bay, KC, Super Bowl, Seattle, Broncos, Super Bowl, but um, my gut's just saying let's go with the Chiefs and Mahomes gets a second one. And I think there's been a lot of talk of, like, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, all these guys who are, like, really young, good quarterbacks who are, like, well, they're, they're, like, in that upper echelon with Mahomes. Like, this will, like, propel Mahomes in, like, his own tier, like, by himself. Two-time Super Bowl winner, this young in his career, already. Monster stats we all know about, but, like, this is just, like, this is a huge game for those two guys specifically. I don't know how long they're going to have Travis Kelsey keep this band together. Like, we've we've already had to see them move on from players like Tyree Kill. So, I think this is it for them. I think they're going to get another one.
0: Uh, You know, I tend to agree with you, Al. Um I see that uh, 70% of the public is betting on Philadelphia, and I think that that might be a little bit of an overreaction. I know that the Kansas City Chiefs are pretty banged up right now. Um, It sounds like uh, their top three wide receivers are going to be iffy for the game on Sunday. So that's definitely a little hurtful towards the Chiefs. But the fact that um, the Chiefs are, you know, Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a high ankle sprain or whatever. Um, But the fact that the Chiefs are underdogs in this game, albeit uh only one and a half point uh, underdogs, that uh that worries me. That scares me a little bit, right? I, I don't I don't think you should be counting out this K C team by any means. I think your point of the experience of the Eagles, this is Darius Slay's first Super Bowl. This is Fletcher Cox's first
1: no. Second Super
0: Bowl, yeah. Second, um, Jalen Hurts first Super Bowl, AJ Brown's first Super Bowl, Devonte Smith's first Super Bowl, Nick Sirianni's
1: first Super Bowl. Nick Bowl. I know we, I know Bowl. we have been historically on the crapping on Nick Sirianni side of things on the pod, but it is his first Super Bowl. I'm glad you, I mean, can't deny you that. brought
0: that up because he is a very, um, yeah. I guess I can say this: he's a very showboaty coach. It's
1: perfect for Philly. I mean,
0: yeah, absolutely, but. That makes me think that he is going to overthink this game. He's going to try to go above and beyond and you know really like try to get in the head of Andy Reed and what Andy Reed's gonna do. Andy Reed's gonna be thinking about a cheeseburger after the game. But Andy Reed knows this shit. He's been here so many times before. Andy Reed could do this shit in his sleep. So again, you know, we were talking about it last or two weeks ago with San Francisco and Philadelphia. It comes down to, would you rather have uh, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Jalen Hurts. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, Andy Reid, or Nick Sirianni? I'm taking the Chiefs. And I'm going to reverse my pick. Because I like the Chiefs a little too
1: much. Okay, so we're both on Team Kansas City.
0: No, I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs>
1: oh, oh,
0: so. I'm reversing my pick. I talked
1: myself into loving the Chiefs right there. Okay.
0: And I fade myself on that.
1: That is a bold strategy. Yep. Now, are you doing that just because the numbers are where they are, and follow the money?
0: And I'm doing that that influence- it for content.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. No. Because well, <laughs> well because if you if you <laughs> look, if you ride with the Chiefs, uh, I think you it's pretty hard for you to lose. Uh, I think so. But
0: you know what? Let's talk over unders. Let's see where we net out there. All right. Um. Super Bowls are always so hard to predict. Um, I don't think these two defenses are, well, obviously I think Philadelphia has a really good defense. Uh, their defensive line really looked good this past Sunday. And I don't know. At the Pro Bowl? I can't imagine, who, who did I say?
1: <laughs> You're saying that they looked really good this past Sunday, and I was like, oh, oh, at the Pro Bowl?
0: Two Sundays ago. The Eagles defensive line looked really good two Sundays ago. Um, against the 49ers, but I can't imagine that Travis Kelsey is going to be blocking Hassan Reddick, right? That wouldn't wow. make a whole lot of sense. Or
1: their third string tight end. Or their eight. third string tight end. Yeah, someone. Um,
0: so I imagine that they, we'll put an offensive lineman on him, and uh, we'll learn from their mistakes. But I don't know how. I mean, the Chiefs' offensive line held up pretty well against the Bengals' defensive line, and the Bengals' defensive line, those guys aren't no schmucks, right? Yeah. So. I think uh, the real battle is going. Is, I feel like it's going to be um, Philly's offensive line versus Kansas City's defensive line. Kansas City's defensive line looked dominant uh, against the Bengals' offensive line, which has had ups and downs all season.
1: I think Philly's O line is a markedly better product. Much better. Much. Better. <laughs> much yeah.
0: in, it, it's night and day compared to Cincinnati's offensive line on their best day.
1: PFF number one rated, I believe.
0: I would assume so. So can Philly, can Philly establish the run, which is going to be huge for them, because if they establish the run, then you're going to be dealing with tremendous issues out on the outside with A.J. Brown Devonte Devontae Smith. I think they will be able to establish the run. Uh, so I think Philadelphia is going to be able to put up points. I think Kansas City's always going to be able to put up points. The over-unders at 51, I'm taking the under.
1: Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I'm I going to, when you zig, I zag. I'm going to go with the over in this one. Um, I just feel like when you have Patrick Mahomes, points are at a premium. Um, and Eagles are going to need to keep up to be able to stick in this game. And, and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, They're not bums. They're not schmucks. They're pretty darn good. Um, And I think the offenses are the more potent aspect of both of these teams. Defenses, both solid. But offensively, that's kind of both of their bread and butter, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I I would say, I I don't know, Philadelphia is just such a well-rounded team. I don't know if I could put their defense or their offense over a lineup.
1: I yeah I, th- I think offense to me might edge edge them out a little bit, mm-hmm. but not by much because they are more well rounded. I think KC hands down offensively they're more you know that's a better side of the ball for them. Can't you said Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, for them. No, I totally agree with that. So totally I'm going to go with that. the over.
0: Um,
1: all right. Plus well, we want a Super Bowl, a lot of scoring, you know. Yeah, that's how yeah. Those prop bets hit. Um, or sorry, we want a big game. Well my my prop bets That's a lot are, of scoring.
0: My prop bets were not really revolved around scoring. Well, um, I had that one.
1: Um
0: all right, so that does it. The picks are in. Uh is taking uh I'm just gonna say that you're taking Kansas City moneyline because it's only one and a half points. Yep. So that would just make more sense to take the money line. So Kansas City money line over fifty one. Uh, my picks are Eagles minus one and a half and uh under fifty one points. So we are on opposite sides for both games. One will, well, one of us actually can't go one on one. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Um, all right. Be sure to stay tuned uh, till the end of the show, where we have our first ever double lock of the week.
1: Did I remember? I remembered it as we were wrapping this up. Not before. <laughs> not before you just brought it up, like about oh, thirty about seconds <laughs> before. I was like, wait, we kind of light on picks, but I was like, oh, wait, we have the big pick at the end.
0: Yeah, so I will be scrambling over the next 15 minutes to find a lock of the week. All right, let's talk Lions.
1: Let's go Lions!
0: (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lions segment. These have been a little light recently, so bear with us. Lions fans, it's all
1: right. Um... I feel like whenever we're talking about the Lions at this point, like just at this point in the season when they're not playing, the playoffs are happening, you know, coaching, hires, like they're not really relevant in the news. I'm on the point where I'm like, hey, like we don't have to talk about them. And yeah. you're like, no, let's talk about them.
0: Well, you so know. what else will we talk about?
1: I mean, I feel like we had a really good pod so far. I feel like the Lions are.
0: Oh, you just want to cut it short. Well, you, want to, you want to rob the listeners of our good, good All content. right, well, why don't,
1: you, why don't you fill them in on, on what we're going to talk about if, we're, if they're being robbed us so so uh, egregiously, please. Fill them in. What do we got?
0: to buy the kneecap balls. Did you see Yvonne Raha win the best catch at the Pro Bowl?
1: Yeah, the Pro Bowl that you didn't watch, and uh, that I saw thirty seconds of out of the corner of my eye, where saw, Derek Carr was throwing a football on <laughs> at a trampoline, and I said, "I'm not watching any any of this."
0: Oh, that was probably the highlight of the Pro Bowl. Was Amon winning that? Uh, Snoop Dogg uh, mispronouncing his name was also pretty funny, uh, but it was a little cool, little cool moment where his brother jumped off a trampoline, front-flipped, and then tossed him the ball midair. And then Amon came in on the other side, front-flipped, and caught the ball midair. Uh, So that was kind of cool. It also sparked some rumors that maybe we'll bring in the other St. Brown brother into Detroit in this offseason because I believe he is a free agent uh, with the Bears. Maybe he's trying
1: to make the NFC North uh, the roundabout. roundabout. Yeah, because he'll be over halfway. You know what? I'll say one Pro Bowl thing. Okay just because I heard about this uh, from like a tweet or some post or something, but apparently uh, like Derek Carr, we've talked about a lot of this episode, but he's very, uh, you know, he's very aware of a situation that he's no longer going to be a Raider. He's already said his goodbyes. Yeah. And so I I heard that Jared Goff uh, was hitting him up and chat with him, gave him a little pep talk being like, Hey, actually the grass can't be greener basically. And that, yeah, and that, like, you can have a pretty, you know, pretty good second chance somewhere, and like things will work out. So, like, I'm paraphrasing all that, but uh, love to hear it. Yeah, love to hear it.
0: Good segue. Uh, I think Jared Goff's only highlight of the Pro Bowl. I think he actually had a not a great day, but his one highlight was uh, he had a really nice thread the needle pass to
1: who other. The TJ Hawkinson. Hawk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I did see that. Uh,
0: so friends reunite in the end zone. Uh, it could have been anybody but Hawkeye. I would have been fine.
1: You know that. what? I I don't have any animosity towards Hawkinson, but I will say, uh, you know, he made some he made some comment made uh, some comment. Uh, when he got there about how because the Lions were 0 and 6 when they traded him or whatever. One, one and six. One and six. I'm sorry when they traded him and he was. And he was uh, basically like, "Yeah, it's crazy to go to a completely flip flop situation, and now thinking playoffs, blah blah." Like,
0: I'm excited to win.
1: Well, guess you know what? You know what, Hawk? Enjoy getting bounced in the first round every year that you're on the Vikings.
0: If they make it to, the, if they make it to the playoffs, they ain't winning the division no mo. Uh, don't know if you heard. They're just not used to scoring touchdowns. Jamal say it, but we're running the north next year, and yep. I believe them.
1: Think he'll be back?
0: Yeah, I know that is. That is definitely alluding to Jamal Williams re-signing with the Lions. So uh, that's that's really exciting. Um, so the other thing that uh, we can talk about is uh, Scott Montgomery, who was the running backs coach for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, gets signed to the Lions and becomes our running backs coach to replace Deuce Staley. We still don't know what Deuce Staley is doing over at Carolina, uh, but Scott Montgomery, Scotty Montgomery is coming in as offensive assistant. I think, yeah, I think that's the title and running backs coach. So uh, that's kind of exciting. I feel like if we wanted a running backs head coach, that would probably be him, right? Sure. You know, JT had a sensational year uh, two years ago now. Um, And last year, I feel like they had a running back kind of pop up on the scene and wasn't horrible
1: and Hines flashed when he was there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I, I think we'll be able to get some out of uh, out of this guy.
1: Well, my my question is, is, is DeAndre Swift going to be the guy he's even coaching by the time the season starts? Like, I think so. I don't think Swift is going anywhere. They'll probably use him up one more year. See what we see what we can get out of him. Like really,
0: like invest in him this uh, this upcoming offseason. Uh, I I deal I, I, I deal
1: him for a fourth at this point and move on.
0: Wow, really. Uh, I see us drafting a running back in this upcoming class. Like not have high, to. Not high. I see a lot of mock drafts, and God almighty, I have to turn off Twitter so I can stop seeing your guys' horrible takes on Twitter with mock drafts of us taking B. John Robinson at 18. We're not taking a running back in the first. Why would you ever think that? i kick you in the teeth. Uh, so, yeah, we hired him as our running back's head coach. We get a new defensive back head coach, and if you are a true Lions fan, this name will sound familiar. We're bringing back Detroit Lions legend, Dre motherfucking Bly, baby. Dre Bly.
1: actually had me pretty stoked when I, that's when a, I that's a that. That's a sick hire. Yeah. That's a that, really that, good I kinda hire. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of dude you want when it's like, because he was on some of those dog-shit Lions oh, teams. Yeah. He was on those bottom-of-the-barrel Lions teams. Yeah. I believe so, he was on
0: the – he might have been after – or might have gotten dealt of Denver uh, before the 0-16 team.
1: But, like, yeah, he's in that era of terrible yeah. Lions football. Um, the Matt so, Millen era. So, like, yeah, hopefully if we're on the up-and-up, um, that's the – you. Know, you it must be cool for him to, like, hopefully be a part of that. Yeah. Unless this thing all comes – Burning down, but I don't think it will. I think we're looking pretty good.
0: I hope not. Um. Yeah. No. I. You know. Th- I tweeted this out. I love this hire because I feel like our corners really need like an edge to them. They need to be more like the other corners in the NFL, where even when you have nothing to do um, with the incompletion, you're getting up and you're talking some shit. You're getting in the wide receivers' grill. And I feel like there's nobody better than Dre Bly for that Uh, because, I mean, the guy was a dog when he was in the NFL. Uh, So that makes me really excited. Uh, I think he is beyond uh, his moment where he threw Joey Harrington in the trash. Um, I think he's gotten over that whole ordeal. Uh, And he was apparently pretty successful at North Carolina while he was coaching up their DBs. So that's really exciting. i love I love to see that. Uh, and then finally, our last little topic, we wanted to do just a, a very brief overview uh, draft talk. And I want to talk about the first two picks out because these are the most uh, talked about uh, picks in Lions fandom right now, obviously. Um, the mock drafts are out. I see some people trading back to nine. I see us trading up from 18 to 14 to draft Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, which is just disgusting. And you shouldn't even call yourself a fan if you think that we're going to do that. No, I want one of those. I want one. Just absolutely horrible take. The guy has an absolute noodle arm. He's just super freak athletic. Should be playing wide receiver at this point.
1: Well, we're about to watch – a guy with a noodle arm who's an athletic freak go get a bag from somebody either Baltimore or somebody else so uh, you know who also won an MVP so there's
0: Yeah, but Lamar was different in college. Lamar was so much better than this guy in college. Lamar was a Heisman trophy winner. This guy wasn't even invited to to uh, New York. He wasn't even in the conversation. Fair. And motherfuckers have us taken him at 14
1: well, trading up That that is the that's fuck out of here. It's draft season. I mean, that's it's what
0: everyone
1: damn gourds. It's what everyone does with quarterbacks. I mean, dude, last year people (laughs) talking Malik Willis number two. We
0: were talking like stupid ass motherfuckers talking about Malik Willis at two or three or yeah two. I was get out of here with that shit.
1: I I was genuinely worried that that was a thing, but. And I have all God.
0: I have that all the happen. faith in the world in Brad Holmes. Now that that dumb shit will not happen. So running back. So <laughs> actually, I realized that uh, we didn't even get through what uh, what I was talking about. What we're doing here.
1: Um, <laughs> you get so charged. I got
0: so charged up so quickly. Uh, just no oh, no prospects. No prospects. So it doesn't matter who is available at the at the pick and who's not. Just positions. Just positions. What positions do you want to see us take at 6 and 18? Would you like – you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: Well, I just want to go on the record and say I think this is a hard exercise to do without knowing all the prospects because that there might – It
0: changes things. Well,
1: there might be a really good guy that I wouldn't want to take at 6, but because, like, he's there and it's, like, a position of somewhat need, you take. Like – I don't yeah,
0: know. like Jalen Carter, like Jalen Carter. Like if there's six.
1: a if there's a dominant defensive end at six, right? We just drafted Hutchinson, and we have depth in defensive end. But like if he's the right guy, you might you might want him still. You might but want I, to take I'm,
0: him. I would say that you never have enough depth at defensive end, right? So you be able to change those guys out.
1: With that being said, I actually would like us to trade out of six. Ooh, really? that, I've been pining for this for a while. With the lines of trade out of a high draft pick, all the way back to Jeff Okuda, I was like, "Please trade out of three, because you can get a, you know, maybe you get a bag." But everyone knew Bob Quinn was going to draft Jeff Okuda, and he had no, he an absolute boo. He had no bluff. There was and no one bought it. Yeah. Um, so he took Jeff Okuda with a ludicrously high third overall pick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so since then, I've been like, okay, let's move back, and I feel like now. Now we're like, this is an interesting draft because now we're like at a point where we're one really good draft away from pretty much having a a, a decent a, a really good roster put together. I would, I to would say I would
0: say uh, a, a brink playoff team.
1: Yeah, I, I think much one. like
0: how we were this year, but a little bit higher. I, I guess I would say a brink divisional
1: winner yeah with one more good draft and this free agency period will also be huge yeah. you're looking at a team that's ready to compete so it's a really interesting draft and if you're looking at it from that perspective i'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say if we don't trade out quarterbacks off the table oh, I think no that. we're not doing a quarterback in the top 10 yeah uh maybe if the right guy is a riser in the second round or the third round maybe but like you can get two premium starters at six and 18. Yep. So obviously corner is a huge position we need. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I mean, I think if, if the right linebacker would be there, the right defensive tackle, like, I think you just keep going defense, keep loading up defense. You're going to have guys you can rotate in and out and like, you're going to want depth. And I, I guess it's kind of best player available, but corner, corner and secondary really, being the number one thing you need to address in the draft,
0: I would not mind if we went uh, corner corner at six and eighteen.
1: I, yeah, I, I could I could live with that.
0: I could live with that easily. Um, I think if we do not, um, I'm I'm going to throw this out here now and ruin a, a later on episode. But my number one free agent priority, I think, would be Deron uh, Payne. Uh, from Washington, um, and if we're unable to sign him, then I would, I possibly could see us. Uh, well, not that I could see us, but I think what I would want, possibly, is us pooling six and eighteen to trade up and go get Jalen Carter, at defensive tackle.
1: You'd you know, two ones to move up a couple spots, three spots. I mean, and go get the guy. He's not a quarterback. I mean, he's not worth that. You don't think so? No. I I, I think I think you pull – He
0: could be so huge for our team. I
1: think you pull six and a a high two or like a high three and then to move up three spots. I mean, yeah. Like quarterbacks are the only guys you're really going to see like where people are going to move heaven and earth to go get. And that's why the Bears are in a really interesting spot because – and we can have a whole different conversation about what I would do if I was the GM of the Bears right now with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, they have the they have the possibility to move back for a couple teams because there's a couple teams that would want to go number one to go get C.J. Stroud because I think of the quarterbacks in this draft, he's probably the most surefire bet to go number one, I would say. And probably, like, probably – Best of them. I mean, I'm not the biggest college football guy. I, but. I don't know.
0: I think Bryce and C.J. are neck and neck right now, and
1: there's for some reason there's
0: Will Levi out of Kentucky let, that's let also just being thrown into that conversation for some reason. And I, I think he's more so like a project player.
1: So I think we're in agreement that the top two picks we want to just let's let's go defense. Let's keep bolstering up that, and that's and then in free agency. You know, even more so. I I love Duran Payne. You know, signing him maybe. Obviously, he's going to be probably one of the marquee players in free agency this year, and he's going he's to command a, a large contract. He's going to get a bag, and I don't even know if it'll be a lengthy one because, like, a lot of guys like him now they'll sign for three years, so mm-hmm. then go get another bag when they're 28, get that last big bag, and then like you know, then right, kind that, of uh, a year year by that's year, like a six year guy or something, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what the contract for him would look like. I don't, for some reason, and I guess maybe just because the sample size, we haven't seen Brad Holmes, like make a huge splash signing. He hasn't done that. He made a splash trade with Stafford yeah. and a pretty interesting splashy draft trade to go up and get JMO. Uh, but like, we haven't seen him roll out the red carpet or back up the Brinks truck. I guess it's a better analogy for a free agent. Because we've been in a spot where this team's been not very good, and why you gonna want to pay anybody when you're rebuilding? So I wonder if he's that kind of guy. I wonder if he's gonna be like he does come from the LA Rams, who were the you know f them picks. We're all in. Let's go all yeah. in and win this thing. And yeah. I don't think you're quite there yet. Um, but no Daron Payne would be a guy where you bring him. He's like 25, 26. He'll be there for you know hopefully three, four seasons, and he'll be he'll be still at a very high level when he's like when you're in that window to go win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's super interesting to see. And this is definitely, I mean, you alluded to it earlier, but, um, this is definitely going to be, uh, one of the biggest off seasons draft classes in Lions history.
1: I think we got to get a running back. Uh,
0: yeah, I think they'll draft one. I do. Under where. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't think it will be B. John Robinson unless I can get him in maybe the second round.
1: I think I think those those high second round pick backs are kind of the cream of the crop right now. It's where you have like Brees Hall. Yeah. It's where Swift was in the draft, like when we took Carry him on, like
0: who's out of the league now. Uh
1: I think yeah. Uh, I think unless you're gonna go get a free agent, Josh Jacobs or Somebody like that, I, well, I think. He, I don't know
0: about Josh Jacobs. I mean, that guy is going to get a fucking bag.
1: Not from the Raiders. Not I think. from the Raiders.
0: If he'll get a bag somewhere. Somebody will pay him.
1: That would be a guy. We're
0: re-signing Jamal this year too. I don't well, Jamal's not going to
1: command a bag. I don't think.
0: He'll he'll be up there. I don't. I mean,
1: he's, he's probably looking at another two year deal for like five to seven million a year. I
0: don't know. I think it would be a little bit higher than that.
1: He's. I mean, he's. 27 28, 26 28. I don't know where he's at exactly, but he's in that range. I, don't know. I feel
0: like you do know contracts and draft pick like value better than I do, so I could be wrong, but I don't know. I feel Sa- like I'll put it
1: this way Saquon Barkley said no to a 14 million a year deal. Now, Jamal Williams is not going to sniff that, yeah. So, I'm thinking half of that, so that's like seven like
0: mm-hmm. ish.
1: Maybe a little I, less. I, I don't
0: know. For some reason, I'm feeling north of seven. I, I think like, if he was 24, kind of I think it's like, like a two-year, $20 million contract coming up
1: for Jamal. I'd be shocked. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And he's not that. a guy. He's not an every down back. He's no, definitely not. No, and no, I, definitely. he had a great year, a historic year even. But yeah. uh, he's not an every down uh, workhorse back. He's a specialty player. Yeah, very very good, really good, and he definitely fits the system and the you know the, I I want him here desperately, uh, but like Josh Jacobs is more of a do it all. Yeah, he's back. an every down back. I mean, imagine dude, imagine him behind that that offensive line. It would be interesting. Like put put a put a well above average running back who's established in the league behind this O line. Who. Cool. Man.
0: I mean, that's I good. feel like that's the reason why a lot of people want us to drop B. John Robinson. But at the same time, I'm just dumb with like, Swift. God, I don't know.
1: I'm just dumb Swift.
0: I don't blame you. I do not blame you. Nothing, nothing
1: against the dude. Not you know, yeah. nothing like that. But I don't know. Just,
0: it, it just doesn't seem to be there anymore with him. Very similar to Carrion. Like Carrion had a good year with us and then fell off the face of the earth. Uh all right. That was a good line, talk, Al
1: it evolved into a little bit more than I thought it would. So. Just
0: like us riffing, baby. That's, that's the best off season content we have. Us riffing about yeah, the lines. Uh <laughs> All right, let's close the show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to try to go through our outro uh, as slow as possible. So Al can figure out what he's doing for lock lot No,
1: fuck it, dude. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Uh, thank you again for listening to episode 68. We made 68 of these things. Hard to believe. Um, Appreciate you listening. If you want more, go ahead. And follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. Uh, grand Iron Zeroes podcast, or Gridiron Iron Zeroes Pod, or just Gridiron Iron Zeroes. I can't remember which one of the three it is. Anyway, um, lock of the week. Uh, it is a monumental week here uh, here in uh, Farmington Hills, Michigan, as uh, the first ever GZP uh, double lock of the week is happening. Um, the lock of the week record is sitting at. Uh, astounding 10 and 4 at the moment we're hitting a, at an all-time rate um this is going to be huge for us can we finish 12 and 4 on the year can we finish at hitting at a 75 percent rate
1: that's pretty major honestly that's huge.
0: understand that's this handicappers that are really good at their job are finishing at about a 50 to 60 percent rate wow so if our lock of the week can go 12 and 4 on the year it's, uh, it's absolutely massive. I'm going to go ahead and say mine while Al is still trying to figure his out. Uh, I think uh, the run game will be established for the Eagles in this game, uh, which I think will open up the passing game and the play-action passing game. And I've been seeing it time and time again over the last couple of weeks that the, the deep target is no longer A.J. Brown. The deep target is skinny Batman. It's Devontae Smith. Yeah,
1: you were kind of on this hill last week too.
0: Devontae Smith uh, does catch deep passes, and he does a pretty damn good job of doing it outside. I think he had a really bad drop in like week 18 or something. Um, no, I'm thinking of Jalen Waddle, uh, so never mind. 23-and-a-half. He needs to have a 24-yard reception, and that's not even him catching the ball 24 yards away from the line of scrimmage that's him catching the ball 17 yards away from the scrimmage and he's got six more yards to run uh so i think this is an easy one it's over 23 and a half yards at minus 115. it's not great juice but believe me everything with the super bowl just gets flooded with bullshit juice um because people will bet on it right uh so, Devontae Smith, longest reception, over 23 and a half yards. Uh, Al, I have stalled the listeners for long enough. <laughs> what do you got for me?
1: Well, I did want to go with an Eagles player, but I feel like I shouldn't now.
0: Oh, um, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that's okay. But, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm in you the can, – You can go with an Eagles player. If it's a good one, it's a good one. Okay, I'm just going to go with it. I'm All just right. going to go with it. Uh, this is a player parlay. On on DraftKings. Oh,
0: wow! All right, so you're going for the juice.
1: Yeah, this is plus nine
0: hundred. Holy shit out! What are you it's doing big. to us? This
1: is big, and I don't, I don't think it's that crazy because we talk about it. Someone's gonna have that big game. Someone's gonna have it. All right. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, who are a rush first team. Yep. Here's the prop bet player prop.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Miles Sanders. 40-plus in the first half, rushing, and then does it again in the second half. So, 40 in the second, 40-plus rushing the second for plus 900. So, that's 80 yards plus on the whole of the game, but it's obviously dependent on it. It has
0: to come 40 in the first half,
1: 40 in the second half. Yeah. Wow. So, plus 900, I mean, that's he just needs to have a good game. You know, like he needs to have a 100-yard rushing game for that to happen. I don't hate it. Look,
0: this is tough because we. You come to the you come to the lock of the week with these most unique picks.
1: <laughs> well, you know what I sometimes looking they looking for.
0: Don't get, sometimes they do.
1: Well, you say it yourself, seventy five percent. I mean, seventy five percent. I was looking for I was looking for more Boston Scott uh, prop yeah. bets because that one last week was loony. Yep. He must be banged up or something because I'm I'm not seeing it. I lot just of don't think he gets him. a whole lot of. Care. I don't know what the fuck's going on then. I really don't know. I like I don't know. if you can make bets on him and I'm just like if I'm tripping uh and he's and he's out, like disregard, but yeah, he seems to be a value player for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So if you can get that same bet uh with Boston Scott, well that's a pretty bad bet actually. <laughs> they're not gonna but they're not gonna give him the option. Let's look into him. Uh there's there's some money to be made
0: there. Look into the guy. Yeah. Go do some snooping
1: any last uh oh i I did have one last thing
0: okay late on me this is the longest outro of all time
1: prediction for best or worst super bowl commercial sorry big game (laughs) advertisement
0: uh i saw i think the bud light one already got released with miles teller and his wife or girlfriend or what she is um but like they're dancing while on hold with uh, on the phone and they're like dancing and it's the bud light commercial and it i was just like ah, that's a whiff that's a whiff for me dog uh because bud light usually knocks out of the park usually pretty good usually pretty good
1: you know what sucks when you lose post malone as your spokesperson because i think he's sober now so not drinking more but, but lights
0: i don't know if he's sober everybody's freaking out about him we're getting so off topic yeah. though uh
1: well all right. Do you have a of mine? pure lunacy yeah I, I sent it to you on tick tock but whatever the fuck doritos and mountain dew are cooking up with with terry Bradshaw, uh oh, that's God. gonna be bad that's gonna be bad that's gonna be a big whiff
0: okay
1: They the, they're really leaning into the he is out of his mind mind angle and that's kind of dope <laughs> no it's smart on paper it's smart but on paper. bit of a little bit of a little bit
0: of a little
1: bit of a little bit of it's bad. Which I have not yet. Yeah. But I will Watch those. the clip. It's not good. So that's my pick for worst Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going to be the Doritos one with uh, Terry Bradshaw.
0: I'm going to go... I'm going to say a car company will have one of the best car uh, commercials. And I'm going to say
1: Lexus. No. No, that's too... That's, that's too, that's too, too like fancy
0: of a brand. I'm going to say
1: Volkswagen.
0: Okay. No, they're too lighthearted. Like, not lighthearted, but like, they're too heavy on the
1: heart. Like, I'm thinking you go... Either this like, like Honda or Jeep, I feel like, are a good... Like, I don't know. Jeep's
0: been... Ahead. Jeep's had some stinker trees recently, too. Um, I'm putting a lot of thought into this. I feel like it's going to be a foreign car brand. I'm going to say
1: Fiat. Is Fiat,
0: even foreign. Fiat's foreign. Italian, they're
1: they're Italian. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Fiat. All right. Well, I don't have a best, so we're just gonna go with my worst, Terry Bradshaw. I just wanted to bring attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. For for listeners. Longest outro ever.
0: Longest outro ever. Enjoy the big game, everybody. Enjoy the big game. We'll be back here same time next week to recap it all. We'll see you on the next one.
1: (laughs)